Ethan Bull is the co-founder of Pro Assisting. They're an organization providing next-generation remote executive and personal assistance support for consultants, entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, former CEOs, and board members. Welcome, Ethan. Uh, George, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work, and why you do what you do. I, you know, I grew up in upstate New York, really small, uh, really small town. Um, my father was an entrepreneur. My stepfather was a personal injury attorney who ran his own um, office. So he was an entrepreneur as well, just in a different way. Um, ran away from the small hometown uh, to go to Boston for school. Uh, then uh, through an internship there, heard about a movie shooting in New York. Um and move down to New York right after college. And 20 years later, you wake up and you have a, a second son on the way. Um, and my wife and I decided to, you know, sell our condo and, and move back to that hometown that I, I kind of didn't like growing up in, but now absolutely love it. Um, both my wife and I career executive assistants at a really high level in New York city. And when we moved six hours North of the city, we realized those roles were few and far between. And uh, long story short, we we kind of saw a gap in the market and started Pro Assisting, which is our, as you said, our remote fractional executive assistant service company. How small is small, Ethan? It's 15,000 people, um, but we are on a lake, Canandaigua Lake, one of the Finger Lakes. And um, in the summer, that doubles to about 30,000 people. And it is kind of a vacation destination, if you will, um, in the summer, summer months. Nice. So you're living in Boston. You heard about a movie shooting in New York where you you were an aspiring actor. You said, I want to just be an extra. What, what What's going on there? You know, junior year, I studied abroad in Australia. I was uh, I, I brought my keyboard uh, all the way down under. Uh, I I got in a band. I was playing keyboard and percussion, and I said, "Look, I'm going to the specialty business school, but I, I really love music and creativity. I really want to marry the two. And so um, when I got back, I, I groveled at. Warner Electra Atlantic, and uh, which is a, a record label distribution company, armed the arm of Warner Brothers in in Boston, and got an internship there, and that's where I heard about the Warner Brother movie "Addicted to Love" shooting in New York, needing production assistance. So, um, once I did get to New York, and and I spent some time on that film set. That's I actually did get into acting and really I, I do love writing and directing and someday maybe I, I will end up making that movie. Yeah. I appreciate that. So you and your wife decide we're going to, we've got this family starting up living in the big city. It's not necessarily sustainable. And you say, Hey, I, I know about this spot six, uh, six hours North. It's, it's pretty great. You didn't really think about the career and what you were going to do up there. You just figured it out? Um, a little bit of that, you know, uh, I, uh, it, it kind of went the other direction, meaning she, she fell in love with Canandaigua as we were, you know, together. And then we started looking at Austin and Charlotte, North Carolina and other cities like that, but realized we really wanted family support. So, 
I bit the bullet and came up here and, and I'm just thrilled that I did. Um, but yeah, we took a risk. I, I did have a connection. Uh, my boss in New York introduced me to an ad exec in Rochester who ran an ad agency. And so that was kind of on the back burner, but we did quit our jobs, ditch our healthcare and, and throw caution to the wind. Um, you know, the fortunate thing is, is when you shift, um, economic environments moving from New York city to Canandaigua, New York, the cost of living just changes dramatically. And that combined with our savings and the, the, the investment of our condo did really well provided us with enough of a cushion that we, we felt comfortable jumping off that cliff. Well, that's awesome. So being making good financial decisions positioned you to uh, to be able to take a risk. And you both had, obviously, firsthand experience in the field. And you said, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we, and, and well, why am I guessing? You saw an opportunity that wasn't being served? Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I actually ended up, I, I eventually, after I started working at that ad, ad agency for two months, and then I got poached to support the CEO of the second largest employer in Rochester. Um, it was a healthcare network, 16,000 employees, 2 billion in revenue. And I was director of admin services there as well, where I oversaw a team of 80 assistants for about 250 healthcare executives. My wife was home with the kids. And um, after about a year and a half, she was pulling her hair out. And one day she got a call from a friend of ours and said, hey, I have this client. She's a Fortune 100 consultant. She travels the world. She needs great support. She doesn't care where you are and doesn't need full time. Are you interested? And Stephanie was like, I need more adult interaction in my life. Um, absolutely, I'm interested. And that really kind of sent us on the path to do a deep dive on the virtual assistant space. Um, we had pretty much written it off before then because we really didn't feel like technology was where it needed to be. But after looking at that space, um, we, what we saw is what is something that didn't align with us or our experience. And so, um, and we saw that nobody was filling that gap between what really a virtual assistant service provides and what a full-time executive assistant provides. So we decided to pivot pro assisting. Um, we actually ended up starting pro assisting in 2009 as a training program. So in, in 2018, we pivoted that to our remote fractional EA support company. Excellent. Okay. So the difference between those two, what's, what's, what's the difference between an executive assistant and, and, and what you're doing? Well, um, I would, Look at the, we, we hew closer to being a full-time executive assistant in terms of how our support is structured. What we saw in the virtual assistant space is, you know, um, you know, a $45 an hour service uh, for US-based assistant. Um, the company is paying their EAs 20, 22, $24 an hour. They're asking their assistants to work for six, eight, 12 people. Um, we always felt that a three to one executive to assistant ratio was the sweet spot to really provide full service support. And we also don't charge by the hour. We charge a flat retainer rate. And, and instead of taking 50, 60, 70% of that, we pass 80% of that onto our assistants. And what that allows is them to get 
compensated commensurate with their experience and you know um it allows us to track excellent assistants who really could command six figures in major metropolitan areas well that's certainly compelling so as opposed to you know six to one ten to one you said you know what i think three to one is kind of the sweet spot and why don't we pay the people more to attract better people to the position yeah you know a, a lot of business coaches tell us we can't make it work on 20 percent margin but we've been in the black from day one uh because really we built the business to fill ourselves up with clients and six years later um we've decreased our client load and you know we've got about 30 assistants across the country and um serving clients and it's it's really all about um connecting the right people and having both sides really understand what the relationship is expectation wise and um we have clients who've been with us for over five years so it works when it really works um which is it's encouraging so the the expectation I think that that's such an important thing in any relationship, be it with your spouse or with business professionals, whatever, friends, all of it. What it, it works when it works. Who is who's the perfect candidate? We talked about at the beginning, C-suite executives, consultants, entrepreneurs. Why ought they consider this? You know. We're in a really, I'm going to go kind of 30,000 foot view on you. We're in a really interesting time right now. Um, small businesses and startups um, through SaaS products, as well as fractional, um, inde you know, independent contracting support in any capacity can really punch above their weight without having to hire a full-time employee or create a system to do what they need. So um you know I, I i think as a founder of a startup gets going or a solopreneur or a consultant you know at the beginning they're just doing everything and bringing in the work um and you know uh they don't have to make the full jump to hiring a full-time executive assistant when it doesn't make any sense they they can find the right level of support at the price point that fits their budget um, because there's so many options and you're seeing a lot of um, fractional CMO, COO, CFO um, candidates out there. You're seeing, you know, with the assistant position, a lot of executive assistants hanging out their own shingle and working for clients instead of bosses. I just think that's where the world is going. Um, and that's, that's, we're part of that. It certainly does make sense that when you're going through everything, you say, you know what, I could sure use some help, but I don't, I don't need a full-time person. So when you say fractional, what does that really mean? Well, I mean, in our case, we're unique in that our fractional support is Monday through Friday, nine to five. It's just that the work that your assistant is doing for you is feathered in during the downtimes of the work that they're doing for their other two clients and vice versa. Um, so, and, and, and we offer that expandability. You know, we start at one third resources, you can go to 50% resources, you could go to two third resources. And then we've taken a lot of clients to where, 
they've maxed out the way that they can support us. And then we both come to the conclusion that they do need that full-time person. And then we can help interview, um, recruit, train that person, and then exit the relationship professionally. And so we've been really successful at that as well. Well, that certainly makes sense. Um, I can just speak from personal experience that um, early in, in my entrepreneurial journey, I knew that I needed help, but I just had no idea like how much help that I really needed. Do you run into that a lot or is that common? Yeah. I mean, part of what we do, we either work with kind of those C-suite executives who's had, who've had an assistant for 20 years. And now maybe they're sitting on some corporate boards after they retire and they don't have access to this support. So they know how to leverage that EA support on the other end of the spectrum we're dealing with that use case, exactly what you just said, in terms of someone who's never leveraged the support and doesn't see clearly how that will impact their business. And so if we do it right and, and we've picked the right assistant, um, that assistant is going to manage up and and really shine a light in terms of how they can impact that executive's day to day, month to month, and give them back time. That's the name of the game. And the value proposition of, well, I, I guess I made an assumption. Are these folks in the United States? Are they all over the world? Uh, all of our EAs are in the US. Yeah. And why is uh, that? And we know their language. We're part of that community. Um, I think, you know, going overseas and getting support, I think is fantastic. Um, again, it's offering this rainbow of options and you can get very specific on what your needs are. And, you know, for us, we are top level EAs who were making well into the six figures, supporting C-suite executives, a billion dollar organizations. That is a certain mindset. And we've, created our business model to cater to that mindset, both on the EA side, because we want to attract that level of talent. And on the client side, you know, we're not for everyone. Um, when, you know, when people are uh, asking us, how can we just charge a flat retainer and not charge by the hour? And they don't, it doesn't connect with them that an assistance work goes up and down day in, day out, month in and month out, year in and year out. Um, they may not be the right fit for us. Um, but if you want the best fractional remote EA support, we're right there at the top. Yeah, appreciate that. Are there a list of, of tasks that an EA will tr traditionally do and that yours will do and that they don't do? We break it down into five performance multipliers. We outline these in our book, um, the 29 hour workday. Um, we really feel that anything a top level EA can do falls under business partnership, chief of staff, project management, assistant slash scheduler, and personal assistance. And those five verticals cover both, both worlds of the principal, the business world and the personal world and um, really highlights the Swiss army knife nature of the support that we provide. Got it. And I imagine that you didn't come to those easily. 
two years of experience in figuring it out. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, give you one example. When Stephanie was working for a hedge fund CEO, one of her side projects over the course of two and a half years was to project manage the build of a $20 million estate on the coast of Connecticut hmm. from dealing with the, you know, the city manager to the architect, to the general contractor, to ensuring the art on the walls when it was finished. Um, that was a side project. Uh, and so, um, I'm not saying that our, all of our clients are doing things like that, but that gives you an idea of the breadth of, of what a principal can task their assistant with. Um, and I think a reason of that is, is the assistant is that single point of contact and the principal only wants to have to deal with one person instead of 20. Um, and, and the level of trust that they have in that person as the, as the relationship builds. I mean, that would be fascinating right there. What a cool project to work on. And it just goes to show that. There were a few headaches. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Excellent. So what what does the discovery process typically look like? What do you mean by discovery process? You have an entrepreneur who's listening and say, you know what, I've been, there's all this stuff that I'm not getting done or that I probably could leverage my time a lot better. How do I learn more? Oh yeah. No. Um, you know, going to our website, proassisting.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Ethan Bull uh, on LinkedIn, but on our website, you can just book a free consultation. And then we have a, you know, a half hour chat, uh, about you and your business and your needs. And, um, we focused in on being aligned and expectations earlier, And that's the key because our service is month to month. If we're not providing value, we don't want you to feel like you're locked in at anything. So it's up to me in the discovery process to make sure that we're the right fit, that we're on the same page, because I want to be able to hit it out of the park. And I want you as a long-term client. Um, It does no one either side any good to go through that onboarding process. And then after a month or two months, you say, it just isn't working. Um, so uh, we have that conversation. If pro assisting is the right fit, I'm going to say that. If pro assisting isn't the right fit, I'm going to say that too. And and then you get to tap me for knowledge on, well, if pro assisting isn't right, then which way should I go? Who should I talk to? What should I be thinking about? Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all about um, making sure that our prospects are getting the support they need, even if that isn't us, because if we do right by them, they're going to look fondly on pro assisting and potentially introduce us to someone that actually is right for us, or they're going to grow into our support and then potentially grow out of our support when they need a full-time assistant. Makes sense. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for coming on. Give us the website again, please. It's uh, www.proassisting.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ethan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to proassisting.com and check out everything that Ethan is working on. Check out the 29-hour workday that that they wrote and discover the, schedule that discovery call and find out if it's a good fit for you and what you are trying to accomplish. Thanks again, Ethan. 
Hey, thanks, George. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.